0: We like to go to garage and estate sales and look for treasures. We also like to gather collectors and resellers alike and provide them with valuable information about products, many of them vintage and share tips about how to get started and make some extra side money doing what we do. Thanks for joining us today. Um, and good evening, uh, six creative concepts, Karen, she says that you two are always cheerful yeah i mean thank you so much for that yeah definitely <laughs> we had our moments when i was uh, getting four hours of sleep i was a little edgy in the mornings and getting more sleep definitely makes me very happy yeah how sleep. about you michelle what sleep makes you happy more. what makes me happy what makes you happy yeah friday friday okay i don't know why but friday makes me happy too but today is fun facts friday <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is. Fun <laughs> Facts Friday. <laughs> uh, okay, no problem. So, yeah, we're going to do Fun Facts Friday. Um, and we're going to, you know, hopefully bring you some value with what we share with you today, as, you know, that's what we hope to bring you always. We hope to bring you some value um, every single time, you know, we talk to you, interact with you. So, we always so. want to go over some. Fun facts each Friday to lighten the mood, to get started on the weekend so we can hustle more during the weekend. And today we're talking about common items most people don't know are valuable. So it's kind of like a bolo but not really a bolo because we're not going in depth into it. It's just a general category. Uh, But they're really interesting. Yeah. So common items people don't know are valuable. is good to know because if you're outsourcing or thrifting or shopping online or even if you have things in your home or your family has things in their homes, you can pinpoint what they are, right? So, um, okay, cool. So let's get started on what we have prepared for you. Hello Loretta Briggs. Do you guys recognize these um, Tiffany lamps? I, I've seen those before in my life. Have you, Michelle? I actually don't know what a Tiffany lamp is. I thought it's a Tiffany brand lamp, okay. but it's not. Okay. But how do you know that it didn't start off that way? I don't know, did <laughs> it? Right, so um, these lamps, so again, um, has anyone seen them? If you have, let us know in the comments. They're, they're beautiful. They look like a stained glass, right? but in the form of a lamp and they have like beautiful designs on them. The ones that we have pictured here, um, have like gorgeous, you know, hot pink, fuchsia pink and yellow flowers on them. And they're just really lovely. Um, but just so you know, we have a picture of one that sold July 21st for $1,400 on eBay. That's a lot for that's a, a lamp. That's a good amount of money. And so these lamps, if you ever run across them, you may want to look at, look for them in antique shops. Um, I don't think I've seen something of this caliber at a thrift store personally.
1: Do you remember,
0: like, your grandparents have something like that before? No, not that I, not that, not to my knowledge. How about you? No. Yeah, not to my knowledge. Um, I think my grandparents remodeled their homes. Um, And again, we, this is not Bolo, you know, Saturday, so we're not going into detail on each of the items. But if you guys know anything about them, please drop what you know in the comments. Um, But the one thing that will make these as any item that's valuable that you find much more valuable is that you get it authenticated. Mm -hmm. Right? Because there are definitely a lot of replicas. Anytime there's a successful item, especially vintage, and especially nowadays, there are replicas being made. But you know what? If we go to the estate sale, I would totally not look at these lamps. I would just... Pass it, a hundred percent. Yeah. Now we know. Then we're gonna try and um, uh, study it a little bit more. Exactly. So genuine Tiffany lamps, even though you saw the one that sold on eBay for uh thirteen hundred, can go for up to five thousand a piece. Wow. All right. Let's go to the next one. This one is interesting. Cuckoo clocks. Cuckoo. Okay, we have definitely run across these in, in um, estate sales many times, but I don't think we've sourced any of them. No. Um, so the key thing here is if you come across these cloths, make sure they're made in Germany because those are most valuable. Even if they are not working or missing a piece, still um, snatch them because people are going to fix them as a hobby. That's right. And the one that you um, see pictured here, it was sold on eBay. Um, It was a vintage German Black Forest Cuckoo Clock. That one has nice um, artwork um, on it, and it sold for $4,850, and it was actually sold on a bid, on a bidding, you know, like a bidding kind of uh, system. That's a lot of money. Uh, Hi, good evening, Nikki, Uh, Glow Girl Glow. Happy Friday to you. I mean, if you go to an the estate sale, they're not going to sell this for 1000 so your profit margin would be extremely high. Yeah, the interesting thing about estate sales is, like, I mean, yes, many of the, of the people pricing are knowledgeable, but even if they're knowledgeable and they know that it's worth $5,000, there's no way they're going to sell yeah. it, at, like Michelle said, at that price, and there's no way people are going to pay for it. So a strategy on that could be to go on the last day of the estate sale when everything's 50% off. And, um, and buy it then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, hi, Cloth Humility. Happy, uh, happy Sunday to you. Where's everyone from? Please drop it in the comments. Saturday? I mean, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said Sunday. All right. You, you do the next one because you, your grandma has one of these, right? Okay. So the next, the next, um, you know, common item that can be very valuable is actually perfume right because um, perfumes and then the perfume bottles that they come in so funny because the one that we have pictured for uh, 1700, it was 1750 dollars sold on eBay. It was a rare Lalique doves perfume bottle, 12 inch huge sealed lair du Temps by Nina Ritchie. Um, and I actually it's funny that the type of perfume is Lalique because, that's the only perfume I could wear that I'm not ridiculously allergic. So the, the Lalique perfumes, yeah. Mm. And so the the smell of a Lalique perfume is always so light and very kind of natural, natural smells in there. And I had a friend who used to work there, and actually she gifted me a bottle of Lalique i think she gifted my me or my mom i think my i don't remember me yeah me a bottle of lalique do you still have it no i use the whole thing but um it again i lo- those are my favorite perfume smells and the bottle was unique um so if you guys are not familiar with lalique they are um parisian they're from from france paris france and they're a crystal company Mm -hmm. Like a, like a higher end crystal company. Yep. So, um, those bottles are collectible. So if you see like a beautiful crystal bottle of perfume and the lid of the perfume has a unique shape. I remember the one my friend gave me was gorgeous. It had a beautiful blue flower on it, on the, on the top of the lid. I remember my mom had like a cabinet of perfume bottles, but had I known I would have grabbed all of them. Yeah, you probably could have got good money. And even if you don't go to the caliber of this specific brand, if you look at some perfume brands that they no longer make, even if they're used, you can actually often sell those on eBay and get really good um, prices for them. Yep. Because people are looking for discontinued products. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, but thankfully, like, perfumes do hold their smell for a long time. And okay, so Ashfit Life 2008's from Orlando, Florida. Oh, how's that? I heard there's a hurricane coming. Hopefully, you guys are not um, impacted as much. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty big one. Um, Hi, Titsy Evla. Happy hello. Friday to you. She says, had we known a lot of things, right. well, we got to keep learning <laughs> every day sure. on the regular. <laughs> We're all learning together. All right, let's yeah. move to the next one. I really like this one. Yearbooks. Isn't that crazy? books are valuable. I did not know that. Um, and I, didn't, we, I really didn't know that either. Yeah, we really, we always look through people's, like, stationaries and books, and I would never, like, pick up a yearbook. So now we know. But this one is really cool. But let's find out, like, okay, why why would you think that a yearbook would be valuable? I have an answer. Okay. So, first of all, let's go through this first, and then I have an answer on the next slide. So, first of all, um, this is, if you have a yearbook that, you know, per, for example, you attended a school that a celebrity attended, um, those yearbooks are worth a lot of money. Um, for example, here, this, is, this was a yearbook from Elvis, uh, with Elvis Presley in there, and he actually signed it, and it was sold for $7,500. $7, which is super cool. I mean, I'm really geeked out over this. Yeah, Michelle loves Elvis. <laughs> here's, here's another one. So this is Michael Jordan. And um, he, he was in his 12th grade. And um, they sold this for $7,000. So to go back to your, aunt, your question, why do people want to buy your book? Because a lot of people want to go back and look at their old photos when they were in school. But they never kept their yearbook. So those are also worth money. So you're not just looking for yearbook with celebrities. You're also looking for any yearbook. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I mean, y- you know, those things can get lost or, you know, somebody, somebody just, it's memories, right? So um, a, a typical yearbook, if it's not a cele- from a celebrity, will go for up to $50. And I can't imagine somebody who's selling an old yearbook, um, you know, or donating it is going to charge you much for one of those. So something to keep an eye on. Do you still have your yearbook? I have, um, four of my yearbooks from high school and then my middle school ones. I don't think I have them. Mm-hmm. I got rid of them. See, wouldn't you want to go back I, and look? At I would products? absolutely love to go back and get my middle school exactly. yearbooks. Exactly. Yes. Good point. That's why we sell it, right? All right. Um, next. So the next one is, um, rare trucker hats. And the one that you see here is it's new, a tag, but it's vintage. And um, they're not just like rare trucker hats. They're usually the vintage trucker hats. So this one with, um, it's, what's the name of that brand? It's um, John Deere. John mm-hmm. Deere. It's green with a yellow patch and the deer in the front. Um, and it recently sold on eBay for, well, one sold for 2000 and another sold for $1,500. So um, these are definitely the most valuable ones you could find out there. Well, so why do you people, why do you think people would buy them? It's yeah, like a fashion statement. Yeah, I mean, vintage is really kind of a trendy fashion right now, especially with young people. So, but and there's a lot of collectors out there. That's true. So this is this is actually something else that you can collect. Mm. Um, and you know, collectors pay up a lot of money for the things that they like to collect. It's like a hobby, right? right. So we do have a comment. So Titi Avila said, "In one of my foster homes, I went to an elementary school called Eastfell Elementary." I doubt a celebrity went there. It was so country. That is so funny. Eastville. Is that? Oh, okay. So, like, there's a community near us called Eastville. I wonder if it was there. But I get what you mean. Like, yeah. Well, but you never know because, like, Brad Pitt, who's a big-time celebrity and, like, he lives in L.A., Los Angeles. But he came from, like, the Midwest. Yeah. In fact, when he first started acting, he had a big accent. Like he sat he sounded like he was from a totally different place. So mm. you never know, right? <laughs> and you never know somebody yes. in your class may want to buy a yearbook from your year. So you that's never a good know point. It, yeah, Maryland, California. Yeah, that's near where we are as well. Okay. All right. So this next item. So sorry, we kind of didn't really finish talking about the hat. So yeah, because you're wondering why somebody would want to, um, you know, get it. But they do tell a statement, and they are very trendy right now. Um, some of the other ones that are very popular are sports hats, beverage brands like Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, by sports teams, we sold um, you know, championship vintage trucker hats um, from the Lakers from the, their 1984 championship. We sold a couple of those. Um, and a lot of like machinery and vehicles are super duper trendy, maybe even tools, tool companies. So like we're women, we probably wouldn't be so interested in these, but a lot of, um, a lot of men are right. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of men who, um, you know, they work outside, they need to wear a hat and they are, they do make a, a fashion statement. So for me, even though like I'm a woman, I actually really love trucker hats. I think they're really nice. I prefer those to regular hats because, um, you know, they let in air and I could see That's why they would true. be attractive. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can definitely price these anywhere from between 25 bucks to $1,000 depending on how rare they are. Yeah. Okay. All we right. Can go to the next, one. next item: yeah. dolls. Um, I always see these at estate sales. Um, the the surprising thing mm-hmm. is, so the first the first time we sold our first set of doll dolls was a donation from a friend. She basically got them from another friend, and they're all beat up. Literally, the hair is like really tangled. Yeah. And I re- I remember Michelle saying like, I don't want to sell these. Let's just donate them. And I was like, well, let's just give it a try. There were, like, seven of them. Right. Well, you never... First of all, like, you never know yeah. until you try or whatever. And we tried, and they sold. As soon as she put them up, they sold really quickly. We sold so. them on Etsy. Uh, basically, my yeah. listing says they need a lot of tender love and care because um, they're really, really, really beat up. Um I didn't sell them for a lot of money, but hey, it's free and it's free money. Yeah, they they sold while we were happy with what we got for them. And even more recently, we purchased a doll at an estate sale, online estate sale, for $12. This one had no brand or anything, but it had a beautiful, it looks like handmade dress, like a Victorian style dress. It was three feet. The doll was three feet um, and we sold her for over a hundred bucks on eBay. So yeah, dolls are, are very much a thing. <laughs> Who would even, buy these? Even if we're not personally into dolls, they are very much a thing. And, um, yeah, so, um, what you want to look for is you do want to look for brands cause certain brands sell and you can typically find the doll brand on the back of the neck of the doll mm-hmm. or on the feet Mm mm-hmm um and yeah and you'll have to look out on ebay and check out the comps and see what they're worth yep all right let's go to the next one hey you thanks for listening to our podcast if you like what you hear please take a second to rate our podcast our podcast is fairly new and we're in need of comments if you can think of anyone an episode may be helpful for please share the episode with them. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. And again, a million thanks for stopping by. Next one you might be able to relate to because I was never a Girl Scout. Oh my gosh. I wish I had kept all of my patches from being a Girl Scout. Um, But anyway, these are... The one picture that we have is 33 Boy Scout patches went for $2,500 on eBay. Why? (laughs) Good question. I, I... back to nostalgia, back to um, collection. You know, all of these things are, are they, they get paid up because they're collector's items. Did right? you have these? Before? Yeah. As a Girl Scout, I did have a lot of badges and I wish I would have kept my uniform. I wish I would have kept my patches. Um, but again, in the picture we're showing, there are 33 Boy Scout patches. Um, they were sold via bid on eBay recently, July 13th, for 2500 bucks. So, be on the lookout for those because if somebody is liquidating their estate or even in a garage sale, you may run across these seemingly ordinary items that are nothing but ordinary. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are certain kind of patches. Again, you'll have to do your homework on this, but there's certain kind of patches that will sell for hundreds even individually, if not thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And the ones obviously that are gonna cost more be worth more are the ones that are harder to find. Keep in mind, like, the Boy Scout and Girl Scout movement in the United States, it's very much part of the culture of the U.S. It's very much part of the history of the U.S. And, I mean, these are, these could even be considered historical items. Yeah. So, for me, like, I can understand. Just in general, guys, though, across categories, vintage patches do really, really well. Whether it be, um, you know, something connected to U.S. history, they they do well and they sell yeah. well. yeah. We have a couple of watchers for our U.S. Army patches. And then one final thing about these patches is that you want to look for the patches that are um, older than 30 years. Mm -hmm. So the ones that are, um, you know, considered vintage between 20 and 30 years old are going to sell for far less than the prices that you're seeing here in the picture. Cool. Um, so Tutsi Avila says, at, at state sale, I rarely see children's things. Why do you think that is? Hmm. Yeah, like, what kind of children's things, um, are you referring to, uh, Tutsi Avila? Like, we see toys and stuff, Yeah, right? we've seen, we've seen toys at estate sales. Um, oh, that's a good question. If you're talking about, um, you know, like, children's things, like, recent children, recent children's things, that kind of makes sense because a lot of estate sales are from older folks that pass away. Um, And so I would imagine that they don't usually hang on to many of the children's things. And we have run across a few and we're thinking maybe those were like their grandchildren's things Mm -hmm. that they had in their homes. So yeah, but um, a lot of our vintage board games that we have purchased and sold have been from estate sales okay um next item is sewing patterns so um i don't know if you guys are familiar i've never encountered these before um so they're basically um vintage sewing patterns um so uh fashion designers crafters and costume makers buy them all the time there is a specific one that's worth a little bit more yeah it would be vogue paris that is so cool. First they, of all, <laughs> they were super popular and they're like here, um, one sold for 140 bucks. Yeah. Um, at the store I used to, my mom used to buy these, um, during Halloween for really? my brother and sister to make them costumes. Yeah. Um, you could buy them at like Joann's or Walmart and yeah, they're like a little packet and out comes out a folded piece of paper. So if you are to find, um, any vintage ones, um, they are, they are worth money. Um, and it makes sense because, like, how cool would it be that you find a vintage pattern from like the '50s, and you can literally recreate it at home with your sewing machine? That's true. I think that is so fantastically oh, cool. That so, makes sense. and the amount of you know crafty people out there that are like, yeah, I mean, this is nothing compared to how many outfits you can make yeah. from that one pattern. So, um, super duper cool. Cool. Now the next item is vintage. Disney pins not even vintage so if you for those of you who have been to Disneyland Disney World if you have Disney pins you you know that you can go to the park employees and trade with them that's a that's a cool fun fact yeah like um Michelle and I started going more and more to Disneyland um within the past couple years and when you go into like a Disney store you'll see near the cash register register or some um place like that like a little board with pins. And I was wondering like, what are these? Are they for sale? And the staff member said, no, these are pins that you can trade. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. There's a whole entire culture out of this where you'll see people wearing lanyards Mm -hmm. at Disneyland with the pins they collect. Mm -hmm. And when you go to Disneyland, you can literally leave behind one pin and pick up another pin for free so you could complete your collections. Yeah, that's um, really cool. And so, so over here you see this Ariel Little Mermaid Disney pin for two thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars, and this is sold just for one pin, which is cray cray, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's again, it's not up to us to judge what is too much as far as money being spent, because <laughs> like I said, collectors, you know, I this is it. like a series, right? Yeah, this I mean, we pay up for things that we value all the time. So I don't think it's up to us to be judgmental about it. Um, But I do think that, you know, for us as resellers, and you know, we are resellers for different reasons. These are things that, you know, our customers are looking for. So let's provide value by searching for these items and getting them in their hands I of the agree. collectors who are looking for them I agree, so Marie. like you see the vintage um little mermaid ariel for 2500 bucks but an even more um a hidden mickey pin from 1971 google it sold for twelve thousand dollars and a complete collection of princesses uh very recently sold for eighty eight thousand four hundred fifty dollars in august of 2008 so that's one strategy. You could start collecting all the, you know, Disney princesses and sell those as a lot. Um, or you could find the rare ones. Um, we do have a couple questions. Um, Glow Girl Glow said, what about the plush Disney characters? So we have sold a few plush Disney characters. Um, the Yeah, so you wanna look for the ones that have on the paw, the official Disney um, like yeah. symbol on it. Glow Girl Glow, it depends on the character tiggers are apparently really popular. So the the classic, there there are different like classic Winnie the Pooh, and there's like a regular Winnie the Pooh. Classic tigers are um, actually popular for collectors. Um, so you got to do your research on which character. Not not all of them are you know sellable, I guess. Yeah, they're or popular. you can again, you can lot them up. Winnie the Pooh super popular. So there's some there's some um, you know plushes that are forever gonna sell well like michelle said um another one that i would look out for is um the um what do we call it uh the let it snow song with what, what Elsa. Video? yeah frozen. Elsa. Frozen. frozen the frozen characters did that movie already come out frozen too yeah it already came out yeah so those characters like you'll you'll be able to tell what's hot you know just from what you see happening around you. But Elsa, I would collect all those characters and sell them. If you sell them as a lot, they do sell. We, we have sold, um, an Elsa, Anna, and the donkey. Yeah. And the dude. Yeah. As a set. As a lot. Yeah. Cause who wouldn't want that? Like, especially during Christmas or during the holidays, during winter, um, that would be a lovely gift. And Olaf. And mm-hmm. Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I know go- my Disney really good questions, but I did want to say, I absolutely love the question that you made, um, glow, girl, girl, glow, girl, glow. And on that note, in preparation for Q4, which is right around the corner, I think tomorrow, tomorrow's Bolo Saturday, if we did plush toys, that would be a really good idea. Because we've, we've personally had some really good success with plush toys. um, And there's, not everyone is out there looking for plush toys when you when they go sourcing. That's yeah. not like, oh, make sure you get a plush toy. That's not what everyone's no. looking for. So that's a really awesome opportunity. Everyone is looking for like the bolo brands, right? But come on, let's get in with the plush toys. Okay, bolo Saturday will be plush toys. Alrighty, let's continue with our next common item that's worth money. And these are vintage signs. We've sold a couple of these before. Yeah. Um so any vintage signs that you see, I think a lot of people used to decorate their garage and they put these signs on the walls. Um so this one you see here is a Texaco vintage sign from 1940s-1950. It was sold for $3,450. So look for specific brands like beer um alcohol brands gasoline car companies those are all really popular yeah what we ran into were a couple of vintage bar mirrors so that's something you want to look out for as well they're highly collectible Mm -hmm. we sold a corona sign remember i do remember that yeah beer yep so beer and liquor and if you think about it business owners are also looking for these really cool vintage signs to decorate their bars That's with true. and their restaurants with. So you definitely can price these up. Anything vintage, honestly, is like just so valuable because they're, you know, there's not a lot available. Yeah. So Coca-Cola is a go. really good one too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Yep. All right. We're going to go to the next one. Next one. My little pony toys. Did you have these before when you grew up? I did not, but I think my sister did. I used to watch a cartoon I remember So, some of them are actually really valuable. Um, So, you got to make sure, though, you need to know the name of the pony. And there is a um, thing called the Strawberry Reef Identification Guide, which tells you what ponies, who's what pony, I guess, how you find out what names. Um, And so, this one was sold for a thousand. $1,156 thousand one hundred and fifty six dollars, and it's a pony with a long tail and a long hair on the tail, so they call it Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. It went for a hundred one thousand one hundred fifty six dollars. But my again, thing. I'm sh- look at the picture. You know, people collect these vintage toys are are super hot and they um, they sell really really well. Have you seen my little pony before? Yeah, Where I we go sourcing. I, no i meant i used to watch it on tv <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been looking for these when we go sourcing no. you know like we just i remember gary V bought a bunch yeah i mean but if you if you're looking for little ponies from the 90s and 90s it's going to be hard to find them That's you right. know yeah all right marina you're the expert on this yeah so the last one we have of normal um, items that are really valuable are first edition books. Um, So anytime you come across older books, check out the editions on there. The first edition uh, Harry Potter book, believe it or not, is selling for $7,500. So there's a lot of um, Harry Potter books available that are first edition because even when it first came out, everyone bought one. And so, um, yeah, something worth looking into. And I also, you know, we follow some um, book, you know, booksellers, resellers who only focus on selling books. And there's a lot of older books that sell for thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Anytime you come across an old book that you see has some kind of substance, right? Whether it's a popular book that you know the title of or, or one that's like the guide of, you know, antique cellos or something like that. Always, always, always look it up books that are in good shape that are first edition are worth a lot of money yeah and if you guys want to find out how much the book is worth you can always go to ebay or eight books to look at the prices and and honestly you can do a google search and you can yeah, find out that way that's right okay, okay. so that so that was You know that was interesting that was fun right so any of the things that we mentioned today um you know we didn't go into detail in researching every item but we gave you enough information where you can definitely do that on your own um and we hope that you uh add this to your repertoire of things to look for when you are outsourcing good evening manny aguilar and good evening neil lee mark you guys just missed our you know the majority of our live you could definitely it will be uploaded within five minutes and you can definitely catch a replay yeah so we always end with a funny little meme speaking of books and so here's spongebob during quarantine and spongebob has two options okay so one be productive because you won't get this much free time ever again during quarantine or sleep and slack because you won't get this much free time ever again during court, <laughs> you know. you. Which one do you choose? I mean, come on, all of us on here, we're all working our booty <laughs> off. All of us on here are 1000% the purple Product- side, <laughs> right? We're being extra productive. We're taking advantage of all that, you know, staying at home time to refocus and reach out our energies and you know what? This is unlike any other time. This is a time we're able to provide the most value to our customers out there, probably ever in history. This this time is and should be life-changing for all of us, um, you know, and our businesses. And you know, today we posted a post about just just keep swimming, which is what um, you know, the most famous fish story on the planet has, you know, said. And, you know, we, we want to just motivate you and give you that motivation to keep swimming on the daily. And you don't have to make large strides every day, but even if you're joining us right now and you're, you know, picking up one or two new things that you're learning from, that's swimming, you're swimming, you're doing something, you're growing. Um, if you just like say, okay, I'm exhausted. And I'm quitting. Then you stop swimming. So all, all we want to like motivate you with, and um, you know, swim with us. When we're exhausted, we'll take a break. We'll call it a day. We'll go out and have a meal. We won't do any kind of work. But then later on, we're like, okay, let's swim a little bit today. And and that that is enough. That is yeah. enough to get you there. Believe it or not. Um, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it was really nice um, connecting with you, as it is always. And tomorrow. We will have a 12 p.m. noon live bolo Saturday, and we're going to be doing plush toys. So thank you to Glow Girl Glow um, for the co- for the um, idea, suggestion, for the yeah. suggestion. And really quickly, if you're not following Glow Girl Glow, give her a follow. She is really, really um, motivational to us because she is using reselling to pay off her bills, like her, um, her loans and... And she's doing an amazing job at it, by the way. And it's really encouraging. And um, and if you could just check her out, she has really great content and very motivational um, for, for us and for you, we think. So have a beautiful, beautiful Friday. Um, and we will see all of you tomorrow. All righty. Have a great night. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast, like share and direct message us during the week. If you want to talk to us or even have questions about getting started on reselling yourselves.